This is Tamara behind the camera, Tamara Thompson, and you're listening to Chasing Dreams with Amy J. Welcome to Chasing Dreams podcast with Amy J. Amy believes that realizing a life without regrets is achieved by taking chances, chasing your dreams, making moves, and overcoming your doubts. The Chasing Dreams podcast will help you overcome life's obstacles, believe in your potential, and inspire you to face your fears. And now here's the woman who is passionately pursuing her dreams, Amy J. Dream Chasers, this is Amy J, and thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode 197 of Chasing Dreams. Before I go too far, guys, a word from our sponsor. This episode of Chasing Dreams is sponsored by our 2019 Fundathon supporters. Fundathon is our fundraising efforts to keep this show on the air till March 2020. To do that, we need to raise $13,000 and we're on our way, but we still need your help. If you'd like to donate, please visit amyj21.com slash donate. And Dream Chasers, two things I want to remind you of, whether it's for us or another charity or cause you want to support. One, it's not the size of the donation that matters. So if you can't donate a lot, think nothing of it. Know that I appreciate the $12 donations just as much as the other donations, because I know that's your lunch money. That's your money to go see a movie or go out. So regardless of how much money you can give, your donation is important, and I thank you for your generosity. And two, please don't wait for someone else to help out. You can't control the actions of others, only your own. We can't reach the goal without your help. Again, if you'd like to support us, please visit amyj21.com slash donate. And to all those who have donated so far, thank you. Dream Chasers, I want you to meet Tamara Thomas. She founded Serious Take Productions in 2012 and has built her creative video agency nationwide. Tamara received her degree in filmmaking and pursued her passion to bring stories to life in a creative, emotional, and impactful way. She's won awards for her documentary films produced for large corporations such as Microsoft, Starbucks, Safeway, and Gabriel Cosmetics, to working with top musicians from top reality TV shows, including American Idol and NBC's The Voice. She is known for her high attention to detail, her creative vision to help you pull the right story out of your brand, and help people gain confidence to broadcast your authority with video online and make a difference doing it. Tamara enjoys cultivating relationships in the entrepreneurial space to provide meaningful introductions to influencers who are in alignment of giving back. She lights up knowing each video her team has produced is meant to create a bigger impact and drive results by building rapport with your ideal clientele. And she is so busy, guys, that I'm just so grateful we had a few minutes to kind of chat And we had a great conversation. I think one, you guys will get something from. So here it is. Tamara, thank you so much for coming onto the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Amy. I really appreciate it. You know, when we first met, it was a few moons ago. And we connected so quickly. And it's it's not even because we do different things. I, I podcast, you do filming. But it was what related to me to you was your passion. And your belief, as soon as you heard what I was doing, talking to people who are chasing their dream, you're like, that is amazing. You should be doing that. That is fantastic. And I was like, wow, you're, you really believe this. And when you told me a little bit about your story, I was like, 
Well, no wonder. You're living it. And that's phenomenal. But was that always the case? Tamara from, I don't know, teenage years. Did you think you would be doing this? So, you know, what's interesting is um, since I own a video production agency, I, you know, I started off with it being myself and actually video has been in my life since age seven when my dad got a camcorder. And I started creating silly videos with my neighbor in middle school. We used to jump on the couch to like Bush's song Glycerine and smashing pumpkins and all that fun stuff. And uh, yeah, so I started recording videos and music videos and just being fun and creative and and never really saw it as as something that I could turn into a career because I always looked at it as a hobby Mm -hmm. as the way most people see things and they don't a lot of people don't believe in the statement, turn your passion to profit, which it is doable. There's definitely ways to do it. You just need to find the strategy and find the process and the systems and put them in place sure. and, find, and find the right mentors. And so video has always been there. Um, I literally had started a YouTube channel in 2005 when it came out and I was directing you know, little silly videos. I was becoming this silly YouTuber, like, because everyone didn't know what to do with YouTube at that point. (laughs) That's when, guys, that's back when, you know, people were still kind of figuring out what it was and if people Mm -hmm. were even going to use it. Yeah. So I was following uh, some of the people I'm connected with to uh, today that have millions of followers. Some of them are clients. I was following I Justine, which she now is like just killing it everywhere. And, um, yeah, so I started watching her stuff and I was like, well, she's doing fun, silly stuff and she's around my age. And I was like, okay, cool. So (laughs) I just started doing stuff and then I started building stuff. And then, um, I had released this documentary and some other things like that. And I started releasing clips on my channel from some of these, uh, things that I had been producing. Uh, but then it got to the point where, you know, I had over, I had over 800,000 views one year on my channel through these video clips that I had been doing. But it got to a point where I wanted to be seen as a serious filmmaker and not a silly YouTuber. So I ended up deleting that channel, which I regret uh, now. Yeah. I can see why. But it, yeah, I mean, it was just me, you know, but I didn't want to put myself out there and be seen as this silly person, even though I'm fun and witty and stuff like that. I wanted people to take me seriously. And that's where Serious Take Productions, the name of my company, came into play. Is this? I wanted people to see me as a, a serious filmmaker. And that I wanted my clients to take their brands and their stories seriously. So that's really what shifted there. And then I didn't really focus on YouTube for, mm-hmm. for, for a long time. And we just started re-utilizing it. And we also help our clients grow their, their channels as well. Uh, we have clients that have like over 4 million subscribers, some that have like 700,000. We have some that have like 100 and they're just starting to grow. You know, So it got to this point though that video has always been there and I was doing that as a hobby when YouTube first came out the first four years. And then in 2009, I went back to to school, film school, and basically went through a four-year program to get a filmmaking degree and did internships and then started creating documentary films. And I got into it because when I was younger, I always correlated documentaries with... Hard With... Actually, when I was little, I, I used to think they were boring. Like... Because everything that was showed in my class were, were boring to me. Mm-hmm. And then when I started actually seeing the documentaries that I loved that, that were like inspiring and emotional, mm-hmm. you know, other other than watching, you know, just like the penguins and other drafts or something. I'm like, <laughs> that would that would interest me. Like I was all about the, the people. Are, so in, are there any that, that you remember now that kind of inspire you, documentaries? <sighs> I'm trying to remember the ones that they showed. Uh, they were showing some, this was years ago. This was probably, this was like 10 years ago. So they started showing some in, in 
school. I don't remember the exact names, but there was one that was like, um, it was like on the tit- about the Titanic and there were some other things that I were watching. I was like, Oh, these are pretty creative. And I liked the stories of these people mm-hmm. that they were talking about people that had loved ones that sure. they lost or, so I started connecting that and then I thought to myself, wow, I want to do this. So I started creating films and all about people and inspiration and, you know, the, the stories from rock bottom to mm-hmm. success to whatever. And I was very encouraged by sharing people and, and brand stories. And that's what I knew that I wanted to have it in alignment with what I did. And so I knew I couldn't create full length documentaries for everyone, but why not create epic brand story trailers? So they have their trailer for their brand, like a three minute powerful video, like compelling video that comes to life and shares their story. You know, each person and individual and brand is so different, but we all have commonalities of wanting to be successful and have influence or, you know, share their message to impact more people. Like there's, there's people that are in alignment. And this last year and a half, I've really became very in tune with myself and finding the right people that are in alignment with my mission to help others as well and share the message to impact more people. Um, but do it in such a creative way that it strikes emotion and that people want to watch it. And they actually watch our videos to the end. Like it's just being able to strike the emotion. And a lot of people watch videos and they think to themselves, hmm, that was a, that was a pretty good video. Yeah. And then they watch another video or they watch our videos and they're like, wow, yeah. like we want that wow factor in all of our, our videos. You know, so, but it's, it, people don't understand like, when you're hiring a team and a production team, it's it's a whole group that's mm-hmm. coming together and they're bringing your story to life from, and the pre-production process is the most important part of it. It's it's like 85% of it is pre-production because we want the, the person or team or brand to, to visualize the video before it even goes into production because people have come to us. Yeah. They have to they have to know what they're getting out of this before we even step into a production. Sure. And so it's, it's very important for us to, to, to find out what that is and get that message strong and clear with our, our clients. But yeah, video's been there like the whole time. And I didn't even know like in the beginning. <laughs> See, and I love that, that, you know, you've had that kind of in the background, it's been hovering in your life. Just be like, Hey, Hey, what about me? Remember me? I want to go back though. When you first started YouTube though, because Real quick, what were you doing? Were you did you have a day job at that time? Yes. So I was in school. Let's see. I worked in the health industry for about eight and a half years. Okay. So I was working in the health club, but mm-hmm. I, then I started shooting videos for my friends that were trainers <laughs> that wanted workout videos. Okay. So, <laughs> so you, I was doing freelance stuff on the side. So why do YouTube though? Was that just another way to kind of get your passion out there? Kind of an outlet for you to have your passion shown and kind of do something that you enjoyed outside of your day job? Well, I'm definitely, so like when I, like people that know like the disc test, you know, like, like I'm a high D and a high I. Uh, yes. And so like, if people understand like the I side being like influence. So like, I like I'm like kind of a ham, you know, I like to be like the center of attention at times. I like to joke around with people. I like to speak from stage. Mm-hmm. I love, you know, so I think that like, not even understanding, probably I didn't even take the disc test at that point, but not really understand, but understanding now that, that I love to share messages and stories with people mm-hmm. and like doing funny things. Like I just, I kind of like to, to be out there. I like to be on camera. I remember when I was younger, my, my dad got the camera. He was like, Tamara, like get out of the way. We're getting your baby brother. And I like that little face is like, hmm, like that little pouty, like, hmm. I was like, 
when's it going to be my turn, daddy? You know, <laughs> kind of thing. And so I've always like, I've always kind of been that, that person, that, that kid, you know, I was a, a single, single child, uh, only child for about seven years. So then my brother came in and tension was split. Yeah. It, it split. So I, I was like really spoiled for like the most part in the beginning and then split. And then, yeah, it just, it's just my personality, you know? So I think when YouTube came out, I wasn't, and I'm not really afraid of anything either other than maybe like sharks, but, <laughs> um, and spiders sometimes, but, um, but yeah, I'm not really afraid of things like taking risks, mm-hmm. trying things, failing, getting back up. And so like when I saw YouTube and I saw people doing like silly stuff, I was like, I could do that too. So I'm like giving tours of like my backyard and I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> I'm like, it's my mom's birthday. I'm going to show everybody what's going on. You know, I'm going to create a parody. You know, I was like singing the Numa Numa song, like with my flip phone. I still have that video. I show it at my events and they're like, that girl's hilarious kind of thing. But silly stuff that I, I don't even know like so what I was doing. <laughs> it sounds like, is it safe to say, it sounds like it was an outlet for you to enjoy something you, you loved and you were mm-hmm. creative and it was, it was a way for you to express that. Is that fair to say? Definitely. Yeah. Cause I'm definitely a creative. I definitely love music. Music is a huge part of what I did. I used to start with music videos mm-hmm. in the beginning. Um, then I shifted to working with entrepreneurs because it, it got to be that point where not, not everyone, but if you didn't work with a music artist that had a budget, it, it got to be a little bit tight there. Cause if they weren't in the right mindset, a lot of, they wanted, uh, it, it, they didn't, they wanted everything for free, yeah. you know? And so like, once you've built a portfolio, you know, you have to stand your ground if you're trying to run a business. And so it just got to the point where I'm like, huh, my, my business partner said, Tamara, I think we should switch to uh, entrepreneurs because I was so in tune with the profit and shark tank when it sure. first came out. And that really, I was like, Oh, I get it. I should be working with people that, that have the money <laughs> to well, work with us too, you know, but they're also passionate too. <laughs> they, they are. Yeah. And so that's what I, I kind of want to talk about because you had this outlet for your creative j- energies, right? You're doing it. And then suddenly you're like, Hey, I could do this full time. I could mm-hmm. make this my future. And mm-hmm. in working with the people that you've worked with, whether it's brands, whether it's companies, corporations, you're still working with people. And mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, having worked with as many people as you have in probably the past eight, 10 years, something like that, you know, you've <laughs> seen people and you've seen them share their stories. What is, and this might be a, a tough question, so take, take a minute if you need to, what is a commonality you find with these brands, people behind that are coming in front of the camera and say, hey, I want to share a story? Is there a common lesson amongst them? Because what you said earlier is, you know, a lot of people don't realize they can turn their passion to profit, that they can make their passion their full-time job, that they can do that. That's kind of what I took from what you said. And so when mm-hmm. you're working with these people, are you seeing another commonality amongst them? Yeah. You know, I think the one thing that um, some people have gone through, not everyone, but a lot of people have gone through like traumatic experiences, mm-hmm. some of the influential ones that were living in their car to, you know, you know, whatever they're at now. Um, like I have one of those traumatic stories as well and, and I won't go into it at this moment, but, um, we, I think that on the influencer side, those stories really inspire people, mm-hmm. but it's not always about that. It's, it's about always understanding which story to share and when, uh, I've started to really realize and, and hone in and it's almost like a, it's more like a gift at this point to be able to know when someone is not sharing enough, mm-hmm. 
Um, right. So I had a client come in recently that was sharing some information and said, this was where the story starts. But I was literally like, okay, this isn't, doesn't quite. You didn't feel it. it, it I don't feel it. I don't feel a passion. That's not where it was. Um, but it's being able to, to talk to people and ask them the right questions and ask, ask them to be vulnerable. And it's not always like this. This is very much with entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Um, but you knew there was a passion there. Exactly. And there's okay. a reason why this particular brand, these people do what they do, mm-hmm. right? So it, it's about being able to ask them the right questions to ask them which story it is that they should actually be sharing because this is this comes up quite a bit where they say a little bit more on the surface of their their why, if it's time freedom, lifestyle freedom, what, what whatever that looks like mm-hmm. on the side of entrepreneurs. But... It, a lot of them, they don't dig deep within to figure out that there was some other moment in their life that like shifted that part to, to go here. So I'm really good at being able to help clients pull out the right story. I had a, a gal once, she came in and she she helps women through like transformational um, situations, getting through hard relationships. Mm-hmm. And um, because she had something happen in her past, this is how she felt. But she was explaining to me like her moment of of why and when this this she felt like this came into play. And I said, "Is there anything that you can think of?" And we just kind of started backtracking a couple more years and some other situations where I said, "Is there something in there that you feel like happened that could have connected this dot to this dot?" Because mm-hmm. I feel like you're just holding on to something a little bit more vulnerable. And I said, "If you're open to sharing that with me, like I'm here to listen. Like you don't necessarily have to." share that part of the story or you can tweak it so that it's just sure. as powerful. But I want to know what is this this part that's, that seems to be missing from the dialogue that's really going to impact people. Because some people, like I said, it, it, there's certain part, parts of their stories that are super vulnerable where you have to uh, uh, tread it lightly uh, to get them to share that. Mm-hmm. But when you are able to, to step it back, it's always like a little bit more behind their, their time frame than something else to connect the dots. That usually ha- happens, and I'm so, I'm like, that's your story. That's that catalyst. moment that you mm-hmm. realize that that's why you do what you do. And they're like, oh. And sometimes they don't even realize it. Yeah. They're like, wow. They're like, actually, yeah. There was this moment two years before that that this happened, and that actually connects the dots to this. I'm like, that's it. That's why you do what you do. Right. And so it's it's easier to. It, it's always individualized. Like you have to figure out the stories, but. Obviously, we, we, I've worked with lots of brands too, like sure. corporate companies. I worked with Microsoft and Starbucks, and one of our clients is Safeway and Albertsons um, currently. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've done other stuff. So everything has a brand and a story. They're not all super inspiring or motivational, but you have to get the point across of what this is to this to be able to have somebody to want to buy the product or shop sure. there. And so and, it's like being able to pull that out. And mostly for individuals, right? Because brands and corporations don't really have that. Some of them do have their um, origin story that's like rousing for whatever And we've connected with more of the organizations that have CEOs Mm -hmm. that put those values into place. Right. That founded it. Right. So it it ends up coming back to that individual. So when we talk about these individuals, one of the things that you said that um, I'm honing in on is the word vulnerable. Uh Vulnerable and in, you know, being able to share their truth, their story. And mm-hmm. so, and it's not always vulnerability, mm-hmm. but there's people have to understand that there's a moment in time 
that they've either let go of something or realized something that this is why they do what they do, or they tack on something, a part of their brand, maybe they're big on giving back. So in a brand or an industry, uh, like with our events, we end up giving back to a specific foundation that we choose each year Mm -hmm. to give back because we want to see other people succeed in entrepreneurship. So it's like, what is the bigger purpose? And mine is is being more abundant and giving back, Mm -hmm. being able to help other people see that they can do the same things as well and get people to be more comfortable and confident on camera as well as share their message. Because that's one thing people have struggle with too is is being able to create like professional content, you know, as well. Um, Because they're like, oh, I don't need to do that. I can do a Facebook Live, which is totally fine. But there's a point in your business that that you want to have different um, content, have different types of content mm-hmm. and position you as the authority in a different way. And sure. that's where the professional side comes in with working with us. So what I love about the clarification you gave, and, and it's kind of where I was going is, you know, sometimes people who think that they don't have a vulnerable, sad story or a rags to riches kind of moment, you know, they don't think they can. Yeah. And so that's exactly. what I wanted to talk about. And You've that- hit it. Yeah. And I just want everyone to know that just because you don't have that, you know, really deep story, you know, like, like me, I'm one of my parts of my journey is I'm almost nine years sober. And I went through checking back, you know, (laughs) I, I won't go into all of it, but I was, you know, in and out of jail and all these things that attached to my life, I decided to let go of all that and let go of my past and everybody related to that. And I went forward in much positive light mm-hmm. and thought way differently. Um, my life completely did a 180 and I focused on what I really wanted to do was help serve other people and share their stories versus going out wasting my life. And I got through and pushed through that um, hardship in my life. But that also made me super resilient. People are always asking me like, how'd you do that? Why'd you do that? What, what can I do? I'm like, well, I just asked. And then I was persistent. And then I followed up. And then I asked again. And then I took action. And then, you know, like <laughs> all these crazy things. But we just, well, we just invested it also in a, a keynote speaker for my October event coming up this mm-hmm. year. And it's Randy Zuckerberg from Facebook, wow. uh, the creator of Facebook Live herself, Mark Zuckerberg's sister. And you know, that there's a lot of costs that come into hiring people to come out and building relationships with people. A lot of mentors that I want to be connected with or other influential people, I will hire them because I want to be in their space and I see the value of connections. And so like, that's one of the things that I'm really passionate about is just connecting people. But it's also that whole same thing back to video. You want to connect with people mm-hmm. on video and you just have to understand which story it is to share because it doesn't have to be super deep but it has to be straight to the point where people understand that you offer something that they want and they need and they desire, you know? So, So, and your your personality shines through too. (laughs) And and so, you know, guys, if you don't have that tough story where you went through the trenches, you know, one, God bless you. Congratulations. That's great. You You know, we don't wish that upon you, but that also doesn't, doesn't mean you can't share your story, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't automatically cut you out. I think, the thing that Tamara is talking about, which I love is, you know, there is a moment though for each of us where we have our truth and our story. Well, and the stories that come from there. Mm-hmm. So like that was just one part of me mm-hmm. that I took that. And then all of a sudden I took action on different things. And then I have other like crazy stories that it, it raises your l- level of, 
you know, intellectual thoughts as sure. well as raising your business level, your 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 revenue. My mind is just blown. When I when I figured out more about just tweaking my mindset, mm-hmm. I had read the four agreements when I first sobered up and I just lived by that book forever. And it was just four things that just seemed so, you know, easy, right, to us. Or like, okay, like be impeccable to your word, always do your best, don't take don't take things personally, don't make assumptions. But most people in life, probably those last two do a lot. We'll make an assumption. We'll take something personally. And we really have to step back and think to ourselves, this isn't about me. You know, whatever is going on here, we just took something personally based on somebody else's emotions or things that are going on in their life. And so when I was able to just let things go, like a lot of people I, I talk with, they're like, how do you just let something like that go? Like, let's say somebody in your business stiffs you on a payment right? You can't hold that grudge because the, the more negative energy that you pull in, the more negativity is going to go around you. So being able to let go of situations and scenarios that happen in life, be able to share that, those messages with people too, you start building you know, more, more um, you know, followers and connections and just thinking differently. So every time something occurs in my life, I've just been very grateful. Every morning I wake up and I'm grateful and I write in my gratitude jar every morning, like what I'm grateful for that moment, you know, what's going on that I'm grateful for. Because if I start my day with being grateful for something, something else is going to open, you know, and meditation is another big one like that I've been able to do. But it's like, what is it that's about you and your brand and your story that you can share that's going to resonate with mm-hmm. somebody? And it doesn't always have to be triumphant stories, you know. Right. But there's something that people are going to resonate with you, your fun, your wittiness, you know, your personality, your laugh, <laughs> you know, whatever it is. And it's just like being consistent is the other thing that's, that's really big with um, video too. And the one, the one thing that you had said um, earlier and kind of is a theme and thread throughout is the word manifestation and how so powerful <laughs> that is. And so, so I wanted to talk a little bit about that because I think sometimes we don't realize that the power, we always rely on other people, other mentors, other leaders, other um, influencers to make the change for us, right? Mm -hmm. Hey, they're doing it. I'm watching it. Shouldn't that be enough, right? But not taking the action or being able to manifest it. You're in control of your own destiny. You are the person that's there. You can receive information mm-hmm. and be grateful and take action. When you go to an event, if you're at Brendan Bouchard's or Tony Robbins or whoever it is like that you're following, you know, you have to be the one to take action. I think that's the one thing I've seen with people that I've been in mastermind groups with mm-hmm. where someone may be at the same exact spot. And it's three years later when you should be manifesting where you are three years from now. Like that's if you, if, like the book. Yes. It's the book Vivid Vision from Cameron Harold. It's all about positioning yourself, like seeing yourself three years out and then always acting as if, and that's how I act. Like I act as if I'm there, you know, like I just put the intention out there and I'm like, oh, I've already had this. I already have this. You know, there's people that create vision boards and stuff like that. I don't necessarily have to create an actual vision board, but I can put it in my head. You're and, still visioning and, it. Still, right. Still envisioning it. You close your eyes and manifest, meditate. Sure. And it's so powerful. I mean, it's just like like the movie The Secret. I mean, look at what they focus on and look at these people's success because they took time for themselves and meditation and then focused on something that they wanted yeah. or wanted to be a part of. And so it's just super powerful. And the more you know, with like laws of attraction, like it's it's very intriguing to me. Like I never would have thought I'd be saying this like <laughs> 10 years ago. <laughs> <But if> you, <laughs> never. <laughs> if you look at it, right? And you're, you're a living example of this. 
where you you look at what the secret has done, what all the influencers are sharing, right? They're all sharing the same underlying message that you see. And guys, just getting their books or having a bookshelf of of stuff of, of that or, you know, watching their videos or being their follower isn't going to get it. I think the commonality and the thing that Tamara is sharing today is you have to, one, envision it, but then the other magic part, take action for it. And the, the third part, I think, to that, too, is mm-hmm. the connections and building relationships. So finding the right JV opportunities with businesses that um, are congruent with you, they're, they you don't ever want to look at things as like competition because there's so many people in the world mm-hmm. and, and you're going to attract people. And I think people get envious of things and other things go on. Um, but there's like so many things that we can do in life to focus on ourselves and not other people and help other people. So like this year, I've been really focused on finding, you know, different types of companies that actually would be great JV partners because they have a product or a service or a software that really coordinates well with video and they have the same values. And I have a conversation and I feel good about it. The intuition's there and it's good because I know in the past when I haven't listened to my intuition, I was like, that didn't feel right, but I'm going to go for it because they're connected to these people. And I think that might be good. And you're but talking about you, the relationship. You're interested yeah, about yeah. the relationship. Okay. Relationship part. So like, Always stick with your intuition. If you feel like something doesn't feel right, trust it. It's, it's, wonky. it's, yeah. it's one thing that, that trust your intuition. Cause I know I've, I've tried things and I just thought that it would be good because there might be connected to somebody I could connect with. And then it just goes the opposite direction and not everyone's meant to be friends or <laughs> collaborations or. But, but I, I love what you're saying though, because oftentimes we think one, we have to compete with others. There's not enough room for more than one filmmaker, video production company. And the truth of the matter is there's room for everyone. There's mm-hmm. room for everyone. And on top yeah. of that, the mm-hmm. collaboration in that we think that we have to do this alone when in fact you go further when you work with others. Well, if you look at, uh, if, if people don't, I haven't really paid attention to this. Mm-hmm. If you watch the opening credits of any movie, any movie, look and count how many production companies, entertainment companies, um, you know, would count in the beginning credits, how many names pop up. Mm -hmm. And I would, I would say there's at least three to nine that come in there. That's like produced by blah, blah, blah. Like this production company, this production, they're collaborating. They are hired together. It's not just one company, especially under the big ones. Like it it just makes sense. And and they're also, a representation of a number of other people. Like mm-hmm. look at the closing credits of any movie and you see how many people are involved. Yeah. Right. If you watched Avengers Endgame, Yeah. You know how many people came together to put that magic together? A lot. A, a lot. But I love what you're right. There, There's room for everyone. You know, we each have mm-hmm. our own story and it's a unique story, right? No two stories are the same, but there's still room for all the stories. Exactly. Yeah. So when you're when you're working with these companies and you're sharing this, right? I love that you've grown you've grown past and you've mentioned it here just slightly. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about it and why you've done it. Um, you're more than just your production company. Mm. You put you're putting a conference together. It's not your first. I think it's your second one. Second conference. Second one for this this uh, this particular one. I've right. been holding events since 2015, but so yeah, second. This. What's the catalyst for now moving to putting events on? 
you know, I, I got really passionate about holding events in 2015, and we had put together an experience for speakers where we brought them together, and it was a real audience. They were teaching real content, and we were producing uh, high-quality speaker trailers and media kits to launch them as speakers. Wow. And so started that, and it was a huge success, and we still have that, that product. Uh, and then from there, it went into, I enjoyed being speaking on the stage. I, I enjoy inspiring people and teaching individuals how to get more comfortable with, with uh, you know, all the way from the tech, tech savvy parts to video, to the creative aspects, to you know, doing it yourself, to working with a team, like all things video. Like I love to just talk about it. And so I started this whole movement over a year ago called Broadcast Your Authority, really focusing on broadcasting your authority with video through different platforms from Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, uh, if you're creating online courses, like what that looks like and the structures of being and knowing how to market it and who to connect with on the sides of marketing, if it's organic or if it's paid traffic, um, you know, and building out that as well. And so we've really gotten into this this. Like it's always about asking your clients and your audience what they want because people put stuff out there and they just assume people want this. But I always ask and ask for feedback and polls and say, what, what would be most valuable? So we started holding uh, luxury video retreats for entrepreneurs where we come together and start getting feedback from there and the clients there and like the experiences they wanted and just keep shifting it each time. And people just keep coming back, you know, to record content with us each time, but also like connecting with other people that are are in alignment with, with, with us and with them and making introductions. And so it was all this huge, just movement Mm -hmm. that bringing people together, not just a sense of, you know, recording videos, but like feeling confident and knowing that what to do next and asking questions and, you know, getting feedback and figuring out where they should go next with their marketing and the structure of videos. Are they creating a course, you know, want to build influence on YouTube? What is it? And so just being able to teach people and share in the, the strategies of how to do that, but also make key connections along the way is really important to me. So teaching people that the value of building relationships throughout your own business, but also broadcasting your authority on video of different ways um, is really been something that's, that's meaningful to me and just bringing people together. And so we really started focusing on that. So our next event is in October in San Diego. And like I said, we're having uh, Randy Zuckerberg come mm-hmm. out and, some other big names too. We're going to be announcing them along the way. <laughs> so it so. sounds like it was a natural offshoot from what you're doing. And so yeah. kind of a yeah. thing that, again, your passion coming to fruition and you just kind of manifesting the next evolution of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it really just coming together and then, then being able to shift when the timing's right. Like I felt like the shift going in a way, like always having our agency because I've been grateful to build out team members in different states. We became a a video recruiting agency for one of our larger clients that has over 10,000 employees in 22 states. So we had to cater to their needs for these large projects. So we hired out videographers and editors in different spaces um, that work with our team that we go through an extensive background and um, interview process, getting to know people, like getting well, to make sure relationships, right? So yeah, I can imagine. It is. And I've been so grateful that these individuals work with us time and time again for our projects and our clients and, and uh, they don't overstep. They, they see the value in what we're doing and putting together experience for our clients. And they want to be a part of something mm-hmm. bigger. And so they're genuinely kind people, hardworking, great work ethic and creative. And they, 
are really good at, at bringing you know, our, our mimic our style and bring it to life because it's so great to be able to, to work with people from afar and do all the pre-production process and then have everything from the shot list, the storyboards, like sure. the scene, everything, just pass it off to our you know production team. They do the content basically because we've done all the planning and then they pass off the footage over to our, our post-production dream team. And, you know, just, it's, it's great. You, you, you have to have a team in place and you have to delegate if you're going to scale, scale business. Sure. I, I can do the one, be the one doing everything. <laughs> well, know, like, so. That, so that leads me to, to this last question. How do you balance everything? Because mm. between the, the, the company itself is something, then these yeah. conferences and, you know, having a, a personal life, you know, and just maintaining your mental health amongst all of that. What is mm. the trick? What advice can you share with that? Oh, well, sorry, meditation is, is important. Sleep is important, which I d- don't get it all the time. Um, <laughs> but I try to hike. Um as much as I can. I actually had injured myself a couple of weeks ago and then now I'm starting to feel better. So I feel like I can go hiking again. Um, but yeah, just being able to like get outside, take a walk. If you like, if you're having a day and you're just like, like you have to pause your life and like take some time for yourself, even if it's a 30 minute walk, <laughs> just do it because I've been there. And in and those days that I'm like, Oh my gosh, I just didn't stop. I didn't stop for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, you you start going and your days just fly by and then all of a sudden it's a new day and there's a new day and a new day like where is the time for yourself so be able to take care of yourself that way and and fuel your body the right way as well so my I know myself I'm getting back on track because the last couple of years I had been more focused on my business than my health and so now it's important to me to turn that around this year Mm -hmm. especially before my October event I always have the energy at my events and that's totally fine but I need to be on top of my game all the time. And, and the more that you're healthy within yourself and take time for yourself, the more that you see things happen in yeah. your mind can open up so much better too. So I love uh, what you said about taking a break because I think, and I, I, I blame college. People make up excuses I, all I blame the time. college. I think, you know, when you're in college, you're stressed and you feel like you have to do it. If you don't do it, you're never going to get past. The truth of the matter though is, right, if you take a break, you come back better than ever. And you will actually do better because you've taken the break than if you didn't take the break. Mm-hmm. So take the no, break. It, it, no, it's true. Even like if you're you're thinking, oh my gosh, it's a, and, and and many people make excuses, and yeah. I know everybody has families. You know, some people have kids. Mm-hmm. You know, you have pets to walk. You know, everybody has that. Literally, if you have to do something for yourself, put it on your calendar, and you're like thirty minute walk. Yeah, block it out. <laughs> If you have to block it out, just do it and then just do it. And people just, it, yeah. And then when you're consistent with it, then you feel so much better in the yeah. long run. It's just about just doing it because people just say they don't have enough time in the day, but honestly you do. You, you really do. <laughs> it's 24 hours in a day. You can take 30 minutes for yourself to, to feel better and healthier and mm-hmm. release energy that may be un- unwanted, you know? Absolutely. So. Just like don't surround yourself by that negativity because it will Gotta let go of that stuff. Gotta let it go. Gotta let it go. Gotta let it go. Tara, it comes in and goes out real quick. (laughs) Before I let you go, I have to ask, you know, as someone who has, you know, worked and done their, done, you know, day jobs and kind of just figured out that, you know, you wanted to pursue your passion, that you wanted your passion to be something that was within you 24-7. What is something you would recommend to people who are chasing their dreams, who are listening now and need some advice? 
I mean, I'm sure people have said this over and over again, but I mean, if there's something that's going on in your life and something ever gets in your way, just go after it anyways, find a way around it. Like an example, like I was filming a documentary um, and a few years ago, I, I drove from Seattle, Washington to Los Angeles. Yeah, I, I thought at the time it would be fun to take a road trip. Not a good idea. My car broke down in the, the middle of the Oregon and, and California um, border. And I had to be in Los Angeles by 8 a.m. to interview Michael Parrish Judell, the author of the Shark Tank books. And I could have just said, um, Throw your hands up. Oh my yeah. gosh, yeah. I can't come. Right. And so instead, I was like, my hose was like fl- flaming, like I'm fl- like coasting down to this, this, this exit where I'm like, okay, I just need, um, you know, like the <laughs> duct tape. <laughs> yeah. Right. Duct- oh, the, the radiator. Oh, oh yes. That you, you know, put in. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, I guess something just went wrong. Right. And then I, I get there and I'm like, I coast down, it's like steaming oh and I like turn the car off. I'm like, Oh my gosh. So I go in there and they have one, one thing left. I'm like, awesome. And then I open it up and there's a hole slit right in the pump. And I'm like, Oh, and then I'm like, okay, great. I'm like, release it. I'm like, just, just got to do something. So I called and I'm like, I got to call a tow truck, but then I had to find a hotel and then I had to find a rental car place and like all this stuff. So I did everything that I could do so that I could get to the next spot. So I'd have somewhere to go that the, dropped my car off. The tow truck person took my car to the car shop for me, um, took the hotel that was within walking distance to a rental car agency that opened at a certain time, which would continue my, continue my drive. Um, so that we got in, you know, at a certain time. And so I, we were there like four hours before we had to be or three hours or something. How, right? how, like, how long was that drive? I don't even remember at this point. Yeah, I feel <laughs> um, like it's more than 12 hours. It's more than it, a day. Yeah, no, there's, I was trying to remember like, so we were, yeah, no. So it's like 12, it was like 12 hours to San Francisco and then the, the additional. So somewhere in there, like depending on how the timing went, but listen, just listen. my thought though, is like you, you found you a way to get to where you need to be. Like if it, amazing. you have challenges and obstacles and hardships happen, like, yes, I know things happen, death and, and other things too. Sure. Um, but if something's going on and you feel like you really need to be there, you find a way to do it. Like you find a way to get there. And you ask for help along the way. So if you have a mentor or anything like that, like reach out to people because you you can't do it alone. Like that's the other thing. You can't do it alone. So make sure you have help. But yeah, just things like that. Like that obstacle, any obstacle that comes in your way, you have to just take action and find a solution. Like you always find solutions. So they used to call me troubleshooter Tamara because I would just be boom, 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 you know, (laughs) like a solution to something, usually in the technical side of it, like saving massive amounts of footage recovery for a corporate company. I saved thousands of dollars for this one company because I went in and researched it for like 24 hours straight. And I found a way to recover this footage for this company I was working for. They were like, oh my gosh. And the client was just so thankful. But like, I worked hard to figure out a solution. (laughs) That's amazing. And great advice, guys. There's a prime example of what you can do if you put your mind to it. Tamara, thank you so much just sharing your story and just dropping these nuggets of wisdom because they were great. I loved it. And I appreciate you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you as well, Amy. And there you have it, guys. That was Tamara Thompson, a gem, a true dream chaser, and someone who is living life to the fullest. I'm so happy she was able to come on the show. 
If you guys want to learn more about Tamara or find all the links we mentioned on the, you can do so on the show notes page over at amyj21.com slash episode 197. That's episode 197. All right, Dream Chasers. Until next time, keep chasing. Thank you so much for listening to Chasing Dreams. Amy would love to connect with you and hear all about your pursuit of chasing your dreams. Connect with her on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram via at Chasing Dreams HQ. Or you can find Amy on Twitter at AmyJ21. That's A-I-M-E-E-J-2-1. Be sure to visit headquarters over at ChasingDreamsHQ.com for more inspiration, motivation, and resources to help with your own dream chase. We hope you'll join Amy next week. And until then, keep chasing.